This week's podcast is brought to you by Brotherhood Cornhole. Do you love our country? Do you love our veterans, law enforcement, and first responders? Do you also love cornhole? Well, then Brotherhood Cornhole has got you covered. A veteran-owned company that brings your love for America and cornhole in one place. They've got cornhole bags, hoodies, tank tops, apparel, and much more. Proud of giving back to our great military personnel and 9-11 first responders, 10% of all sales go to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Whether you just enjoy cornhole or love America or both, place an order today, www.brotherhoodcornhole.com and use discount code GUYSLIKESTUFF for 10% off your entire order. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Welcome to Guys Like Stuff. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guys Like Stuff Podcast, episode 19. I'm your host, Chris. Today, I've got Big John with me. What's going on, everyone? And we are absent a few members. Uh, Frank got called away for some more assassination missions. <laughs> you know it. And Kyle Fisher is at a wedding today, uh, which is not a good way to start a marriage, I might say, because you're messing with the podcast time frame. That's, you yeah. know. Someone else's marriage to jinx it. So good luck. But we did bring a special guest us with with us today. I've got Brent here. He is the uh, he is the owner of our sponsor, Brotherhood Cornhole. So welcome, Brent. What's up, guys? What's up? Thanks for having me. I can't actually say your last name, so I never try. You've, yours is actually harder than mine, which I didn't think could be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets my last name right. No, it's because you have good. a weird. And I don't even try to. I don't even try to pronounce it for anybody anymore. It's just like uh, that's what you got. Okay, sounds good. That's because the way you spell it. There's there's hey, like a there's hey, a th hey. sound. Down, but there's a gh in hey, there go, go, <laughs> go argue with my pops i he's, will he's not around anymore so right. <laughs> i just keep it simple i just try to attribute it to the lorry yeah um yeah not even bad close boys, but it's yeah, all good that's, that's what, what i mean <laughs> yes that's what i do the lorry because it's gh but he's got a law three in there no, there's no, no th in there <laughs> no brent lorry is that he's, yes it is because he's in bad boys that's when i was in boot camp when i was in boot camp that's my drill instructor called me up to the front and he said how do you say your last name i said law three he's like you're Mike Lowry. Yeah, see? Yep, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Ran off. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That yeah. is it right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to go, yeah. I mean, we're not one to speak. No one can say my last name either, so yeah. there's a Y in there. That throws everyone up. They, like, move the Y around to my yeah. last name. <laughs> I've done it many times. Uh, all right, so our gadget of the week this week. We're a little light on gadgets, but um, actually, in my shop where we do our podcast, uh, I just installed Amazon Smart Switches. Uh, so it's just an Amazon Basics uh, single pole smart switch um, connects to the Wi-Fi, works in the Alexa app. Uh, oh, wait, I don't have one in this room. We're good. <laughs> so I'm activate it. Uh, so, but yeah, it's awesome. So I can basically walk into our shop nowadays, and I can say, you know, Alexa, turn on the shop, and uh, lights and machines and all sorts of stuff turn on to all the controlled stuff, or you know, Alexa, turn off the lights, turn on the lights, anything like that. So. Really cool, really easy to install. I would say even someone who doesn't know electricity could easily install them. Uh, and yeah, they're awesome. So yeah, go check those out. Get some, buy some. Don't get the expensive brand ones. The basic one works fantastic. And what kind of price range are you looking at on this? 18 bucks oh, for a bad. switch. Not yeah, bad. like per switch. So I have two of them in there, but you know, because there are uh, two switches on the wall. But yeah, no, they're solid. They, were, nice. they work great. And there's other ones out there that I've seen that are like 30, 40, 50 bucks for a switch. You don't need it. The basics one is perfect. Sweet. Um, all right. So as uh, Brent is the owner of Brotherhood Cornhole, our sponsor that you hear before every episode, I thought maybe we could bug him about Cornhole because I didn't realize Cornhole was as big as it is. Oh, man. I got to oh, be honest. Here we go. <laughs> I've been, we've been hanging out now talking Cornhole for like a year now. Yeah. And I still am blown away by how big this uh, tossing bags uh, stuff is that you that you're into. It, it's uh, you know what it reminds me of a lot is um, I played poker back in the day in the Chris Moneymaker era when it first blew up. Yeah, and uh, it'd get bigger and bigger every year. And honestly, that's what I feel like cornhole is. It's like uh, it started out big, you know, a couple of big tournaments and this and that and everything else. And it, it's every year it seems to get bigger and bigger. So it's a society. Yeah. You got to be a membership it's a to cult. the member. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's great. No, it's like I just pulled up. We have the ACL, the American Cornhole League, right? That's the yeah. that's the one big one of the big boys. Like yeah, you, that, it, that is the big biggest one of them as far as uh, 
Uh, I take that back. It's kind of hard. It is one of the biggest, yeah, because you also have the Texas Texas Cornhole League, which is Texas only, but the amount of people in Texas, it's practically its own state. I mean, its own country. You know? yeah. yeah. So you run, you run into that, and it's pretty large, too. Okay. And you're only allowed to throw Texas Cornhole League stamped bags in Texas for Texas events. And so the American Cornhole League isn't, uh, you're not really allowed to throw. They all have their own stamp, and you're only allowed to throw them in those specific organizations. So, see? Yeah, it it's gets, a society. Yeah, it see? Pretty, yeah. Uh, you got to join this cult. This it's pretty cult. intense. Cult. Yeah. 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 This cult. <laughs> yeah, and then there's different levels of stamps on the bags within the organizations, which gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cornhole on ESPN nowadays. Yeah. Hey, that's what's gonna happen. The Ocho, yeah, yeah. ESPN Eight. I love ESPN Eight. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. My it? company will be on ESPN this summer, so I'm pretty Just, excited about that's it. That's freaking oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at them on their website right now, and it's like, excited to bring the next million-dollar season. A million dollars to throw a beanbag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some big money. Uh, the world's largest cornhole festival is going this August. Uh, my, my company will be one of the bag makers for the event. And there's uh, over, thir- I think it's 1,300 teams. I could be wrong on that number a little bit, but it's 1,300 teams will be in that tournament alone where their Jesus. first prize, I think, is thirty thirty or $40,000 for first oh, prize. Oh, man, God. Imagine what if I I was doing something wrong with my time? I should have been throwing bags this whole <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Bags and holes. It can't be that hard, right? No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you say it. that now. You say that now. Wait until you get you know, the competitive side of it. No, yeah, I came to do one of those tournaments with you that one time. Yeah. I got I just got smoked. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I was first I round out and then the actually I did good the second round because I played some sort of like comeback in match or something. Yeah. And uh the second guy I played, we got pretty close. I think I think it ended up being like twenty to twenty one or something. Yeah. So I almost won. It came down to like one throw, but uh yeah, I was I was out. Chris out. was like, Thanks for inviting me. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, See yeah. You. This was fun. <laughs> the girl was like teaching me how to throw as she was kicking my ass. She was like, Oh, you're throwing it wrong. You gotta throw like See this. they're great people, man. As they even as they're kicking your ass, they're uh, they're helping you out. I was looking at here, what do you gotta do to be a pro player? Uh, so for pros, um, you have to qualify, obviously, um, and there's different ways to qualify. I think if I'd have to look at the actual um, the the rules and regulations on that now, they change it year to year. It seems to be, but I think it's top twenty automatically qualify um, for points, and then they have uh, the world championships that go every year in August out in South Carolina, and um, in order to qualify out there. Last year, they had 850 entrants, and they only take the top 32 players for that. So it's a, yeah, quite a quite a feat to go through all those players to you know to end up qualifying to be a pro. Um, they also have uh, what they call the PDC, which is your um, developmental uh, league, basically for the ACL. It's kind of like kind of like the minor leagues a little bit, and so you can qualify for that um, also, and then uh, play within the PDC. So yeah, it's uh, quite a challenge quite challenge to be a pro and then you know um there's there's some pros and cons with that you know you become a pro you have to pay for your own pro fees so you have to pay really? a thousand you have to pay a thousand dollars to be a pro um which is kind of weird in a way i think i think it's kind of weird you know but uh, a lot of times these players that become pros their sponsors will pay those fees. i was gonna say can't you get yeah. like a sponsor to yeah pay? And, and you know all these kids that play and you know, i shouldn't say kids it's a you know wide range of people that play but it seems to be it's a very large growing sport for, for kids, and there's some really good kids. And when I say kids, I'm, like, talking teenagers um, to me, you know, still kiddos. Um, they're just some really amazing players. There's a couple of kids that are, like, 12, 13 years old that beat the top players in the world regularly. So I would say, but it, as weird as it does sound, and you mentioned that pro fee, as big as it's getting, I'm assuming that those fees are actually – benefiting the tournaments as they become pros and even go from one tournament to the other i guess the only comparison i can give you because we i know we both do crossfit yes i know a lot of people don't like how crossfit charges for the name yep but look at it, the events that they host the prize money so i'm gonna say i'm assuming it's very similar that the, the prize money so it's kind of hard because if you if it's not a pro invitational um there's different levels of tournaments. You have your locals, you have your regionals, yeah. you have your conferences, and then you have your opens, and then your your pro invitationals. Okay. Um, and then you have worlds also and everything yep. else for special tournaments. But the prize money isn't very large in the smaller tournaments. Your regionals, even all the way up through your opens, can be pretty small sometimes. Okay. Um, it's the pro invitationals where that's where you see on the ACL website that money that they're giving away and everything else. That's at the pro invitations 
pro invitationals that they're giving away to these pros. Okay. That's that's where ma- mainly the money's coming in. If okay. you're not a pro, you, you're not making money. And this isn't a sport that you're going to play to make, you know, you're going to probably make enough money if you're good to where, hey, that covers my beers and drinks for the night or, or whatever it is, you know, um, a little bit of money in the pocket here and there. But for the most part, unless you are a pro and you are winning regularly, you're really not pocketing much money. So you look at all your travel and everything else. um, You're looking to your sponsors most of the time to take care of that travel, that that really everything, you know. So you got to try to find some good sponsors or multiple sponsors to help you out. And it's definitely not a – there's only a few players in the world that legitimately play cornhole for a living and make enough money to play cornhole for a living. Uh, I would say maybe – five five to ten and i'd say probably in the five range a couple kids came straight out of high school that were really good trey birchfield um uh alex rawls these guys mark mark richards these guys all make over a hundred thousand dollars a year okay yeah from their sponsors so from them it's worth it oh yeah 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 they travel they do all that stuff and everything else and uh yeah they're they're really good and they're all young i mean trey birchfield i think is maybe 21 now 22 something like that Mark Richards is like 20. He was the number one player in the world last year, and he's 24, 25, somewhere in, in that range. They're all, they're all young. Yeah. Young, man. So they got a bright future. They, oh, and yeah. it's not like it's yeah. this. It's The beauty about the sports, it's as young as they are, they don't have to truly say, well, you know, I'm going to retire because, you know, old age or anything. Right. They can literally go almost their whole lifetime and say, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm still a pro at it. Yeah, this man, is a sport awesome. you can play for forever, man. I, yeah. I mean, we play with a wide, like I said, a wide range of age people that seventies. Uh, yeah. I've seen you know eighty year old men out there throwing the bag, yeah, and stuff down to little kids. Little, I, there's some kids on YouTube, amazing five yes. six year old kids that just drain the bag constantly. It's there's amazing. like a, it's amazing. The videos I've seen is I think it's brothers. Like there's a, um, look up uh, look up the Gore brothers on uh, YouTube, man. They they're. They're are they younger? Crazy like, good. Yeah, they're, the, they're the age group man. I was looking at. They are so like, cocky. They're so cocky. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same ones. Then I think yeah, we're talking about the probably. same ones. They can talk some smack. And the big else. brother talks smack to the little brother. Yeah. The little brother talks smack to the big brother. I's I'm like, man. Jesus, how long do some of your pro games go? Um, so they had a match here last year. That was um, Matt Guy and Alex uh, Hicks. Alex Hicks is like 12, 13 years old or something like that. And Matt Guy, he's been around for a long time. He's probably probably close to my age, you know, mid-40s, something like that. Um, they went 40, I think 43 or 44 rounds. Jesus. That's Damn. a long match. Yeah. That's a long match. Is it a couple hours? Uh, it was, yeah, it was probably an hour and a half match at least. And, you know, because you got to think about it. When you're throwing straight four bags in the hole every single time you're washing out every single time points zero points zero points you get a point here a point there and uh when you're throwing 45 43 rounds whatever it is you know 40 something rounds that is a long match that is a lot of times where we're just washing each other out over and over and over so that's crazy yeah i'm on one of the sites right now where you can actually like buy custom boards and stuff i don't know it was on the acl league Allcornhole.com. Allcornhole.com. Another uh, another big one. Yeah. So, anyways, crazy. Yeah. So, if you don't play cornhole right now, now you should get out there and play (laughs) because there's money in it. It's a lot of fun. I I enjoy the. um, I enjoy throwing a lot. Uh, I I do uh, play a decent amount, but um, I enjoy the business side of it too. I enjoy the people. The people are great. Uh, You know, you go to these events and everything else, and you find that. I know so many people across the nation now from all these events, and you know they're all they're all good people. I would say majority majority of good people and and uh, friendly. So, yeah, that's freaking cool. Yeah, get yourself some real bags. Yeah. Those <laughs> little ones that come with the boards from Costco; those don't count. Those real bags. Check out BrotherhoodCornhole.com. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, another crazy news from uh, cornhole to another local in our area. Uh, you guys, so, so LA was hit with tornadoes this week. By the way. It's coming. I, yeah. I, I still don't believe it. Man. I don't know when you, you when you say tornado. Is that like the the funnel of wind that you see driving down the freeway and you see a dust cloud? The you dust know, and devils. You're like, is that what we're calling tornadoes here? And because California, they go above and beyond. You know, you get a little rain and they're like, oh my god, it's a monsoon. We're flooding. Yeah. You know, well, I do feel that. So, I do feel that. Honestly, okay. I think. Yeah. 
science slash society are like, no, it's a tornado. I seen it. Because, you know, in school, they taught me that. It's yeah, a it's, funnel. It spun it around. <laughs> it spun around with some dirt in it. It was yeah. a tornado. Circles. Like, yeah. No, it, uh, it was. So it was a... Um, so was it a society that said that? Or is it scientific? Like, the science community said <laughs> it was a tornado. Uh, it was in the, in the city of Montebello. Okay. It was rated the tornado in EF1 with estimated peak winds of 110 miles per hour. It's uh. the strongest tornado to hit L.A. since 1983. So apparently a couple tornadoes a year hit L.A. But those are the ones we're talking Dirt devils. The yeah, yeah, moving yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't even rate on the scale, yeah. but they are. Uh, it damaged 17 buildings. Uh, 11 of them so severely, the fire department deemed them too dangerous to use. So oh. totaled 11 buildings, you know, hurt another six after that. Yeah. Wow. I just I just find wow. that um, it is kind of funny, you know. Out here in California, we we go so extreme, you know. It's like it rains a little bit, and they're like, "Cancel school! School's out for the you know, <laughs> school's out for the day." It's, it's crazy wet, wet. It's wet outside. You know, it's like you go back east or you go up to like North Dakota or something, and they got like four feet of snow in a night, and they're like shoveling it out and going to school. You know, the kids like, on their way to school yeah. are shoveling. Yeah, the snow. yeah. You know, it's just uh, I don't know. And I think we we go a little extreme here out in California yeah. sometimes. No, hey. Well, we haven't played soccer in like three weeks now. Yeah, right, right, because the fields the are fields wet. Are Man, I grew up playing soccer as a kid, and we played in the rain, the snow. It wouldn't matter. The fields were mud, soaking wet. And, and I think, yeah. and that's the shift of, I would say, even people in leadership, right, whoever runs these uh, tournaments, because you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. I was a big baseball soccer kid growing up playing in leagues. It, sometimes it was like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to wait till this time. Okay, still raining. We're going to give it 10 minutes. Hey, look, it started drizzling. It's no longer pouring. All right, game on. So yeah. we would literally wait out there to see if it calmed down. Yep. It did, and we'd play. But you're right. Now it's well, there's puddles. It's changed, man. I, I tell you. Um, I, I might have been talking to you, Chris, about this, but the sport alone, soccer, for instance, you want to know why we're so behind in this? Kind of, I mean, I know I'm kind of going off on a rant here, but oh, we're so yeah, behind. We we're so behind all these other countries in the sport of soccer. You know why? Because we don't teach our kids the actual game of soccer until they get to 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah. What we do is we teach them this weird game where they have lines on the field that you can't cross this line. We don't have goalies. We don't, you know, that's not soccer. I don't know what we're playing out there on these on these Saturdays with, the, when, you know, I, I coach my girls, 8U uh, and 10U. And uh, we don't even have goalies until 10U. And then you put these kids in goal at 10U and they have no idea what they're doing because yeah. they don't even, they're like, goalie, what's that? At 10 years old. What do you mean there's somebody that stops yeah. the ball? <laughs> when I started soccer, when I was a kid, five years old, that was my first year playing soccer. We had goalies at 5U and we played on a full field and we didn't have all these crazy lines that you can't cross this line unless, you know, the goalies kicked it and you, you allow your player to dribble up the field to this point and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. We baby our kids man we baby our kids too much and it's such a kinder gentler culture that we're living in now that it's it's destroying uh, it's destroying our kids it really is um and that's just uh brunt's brunt's opinion and you may never have me on no, here again but, but uh, it, it, <laughs> no, you're we're right there with you <laughs> no, it's just not that the right brother if you take it even a step further mentally we're assuming that our kids aren't strong enough to yes. To what you're saying, they are strong enough. Oh man. look, they're yeah. not strong enough to understand the difference between this line and that line. Yeah, no, no, no. Or smart enough. It's, yeah, they're it's plenty okay. smart. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If he gets confused, guess what? Me as a parent, now it's my yeah. job to kind of teach him outside the coach's lane. Like, all right, come here, kid. Let yeah. me tell you the difference between this line and that line, right? But yeah. mentally, it starts with we as a society have like, oh no, that's too much stress for the kid. Too much stress for him to figure out defense and offense on a soccer field? Right. That's not stress. I'm right. sorry. It's, it's yeah. not stressful. Yeah. So I well, think you, mentally we shortchange him. We do. You mean you want a participation trophy? Is that what you're talking about? And that's what we shifted to in this. Rah, rah, good job. <laughs> yeah, for, dude, I remember my first, my, my boys play soccer. Two yeah. of my boys play soccer. One plays uh, flag football. And uh, we were playing. It was our first season of soccer. And the boys were on a team, and there was, like, two kids on the team who were, like, rock stars. They were unstoppable. I think they went select the year after. Um, they were crushing it. And we were playing this one game, and we were up. I think we were up 8-0, like, at the half, destroying them. We were doing everything possible. The coach pulled both the good players at the same time because they all had to sit out a quarter at one point. Uh, we had the next set of good players were defense. <laughs> we had our worst players on offense and we were still scoring and we came back from the half and the other coach and the ref were getting pissed off. They were like, come on guys, like let the kids play type of thing. And we're like, 
what else do you want us to do? Like they, we have, we have the worst setup we could possibly put yeah. our boys right now in and your team is sucking and they were, they were getting pissed off about it. And it's like, then let them lose. Right. It's okay. That's yeah. how you get better. They need to play these rock stars because you'll never get better at a sport by playing people who are worse than you. Not, like not you everybody is good at everything. No, absolutely. Yeah. You they know were, what? Dude, so you, I am 100% believer in, you know what? You play a sport, you're not good at it. You're going to sit. I'm sorry. That's just life. Yeah. Learn life. There, it's okay to lose. Learn how to lose. You have to learn how to lose. You have to learn how to, you know, not be good at something. You you learn that. You learn. Gosh dang it. You know what? This is not my sport and I'm not good at it. I'm not. It's just not for me. Yep. You know. It's or you just, just decide to suck and keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, yeah. I am not good at CrossFit, but I still do it every day. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> my, uh, my eight U girls this last weekend, I was so frustrated as a coach because what they do is. They give them five-minute breaks. I mean, not five-minute breaks, but they play five minutes and then subs, five minutes, subs, five minutes, subs. Soccer is a flow game. Yeah, it's it It's is. a constant flow game. Yeah. It's meant to have a half and another half. It's crazy, you know, it's a crazy concept. And then you substitute through the game with throw-ins and so on and everything else. Yeah. But what we do with AEU is... They play five minutes and they blow the whistle and subs and everybody comes running to the sideline and then we put more kids out there and they play for five minutes and then subs and there's no goalies or anything and there's it's they have to be at the half field mark in order for the goalie on goal kicks the goalie kicks the ball and then the our players on defense can run past the half field mark. Yep. What in the, oh, this is not soccer. I don't know what we're calling this. But, play. If your goalie can kick, yeah. boot that thing downfield yeah. too, like you know, know. more power to him. Yeah, it's, it is frustrating. It's frustrating. I was very frustrated with this last, um, you know, and I'm going to complain to the league, but probably get, you know, bashed for that. But, you know. No, brother, being that, all you could do is obviously voice it because yeah. someone that grew up with soccer as well and I enjoyed soccer, to your point, the accountability is on the parents as well, right? I, growing up, if I wasn't good at it, we still played in our off time. We played during yeah. the weekends when the yeah. league wasn't going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'd go to the park. We'd play in the street. I think that's the one thing the parents are forgetting that because you want your kids to be more, quote, unquote, indoor and behind the laptop, that means you could be getting a little bit better by kicking the ball outside, right? Right. Being a kid, at the end of the day, just being a kid. He doesn't have to be outside all day. Hey, you've been on the laptop for, you know, or you're, you've been gaming for an hour. Hey, get outside, go kick the ball. Yeah. And yeah. that's where... To your point, right? That's where you start honing some skills. Yeah. Yeah, at the game time, you're right. Sit down. You're not good enough, sit down. But if you want your kids to get better, you can't look at the league and say, hey, league, I need you to change the rules because my kid needs to get better. Exactly, right. No. No. Exactly. Your kid's going to get better by playing the people who are better than you, too. Your your skill goes up considerably in any sport when you're getting your ass kicked by somebody who's so much better than you. If you could go play basketball with Michael Jordan for a month straight, you would be an incredibly better player after he beat the crap out of you for a month. And even at the end of the month, if he's still beating the crap out of you, you would be an incredibly better player. You just advanced 10,000 positions on whatever board because you got to play the best for a month. Like that is, that is the way you get better. You learn to defend against better people. You learn to, uh, you learn to continue to you learn to just do better because yeah. you have to you have to advance it's either yeah. advance or 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 lose you know so, so uh we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back in two seconds we had uh, a little bathroom break all right we're back that was a quick break uh yes yeah, he popping so the bang i can <laughs> so i can tell you based on what we just finished talking about i think me being military background marine that it teaches that mindset of you want to get better or something you just got a repetition right I can say that it was a good thing, bad thing for my son. Good thing, exactly what you guys said. I started him off at this age, man, rocking it. Me and my wife agreed. We insisted when he turned six, we put him at the, I believe, like U8, U9. So we put him step ahead. What happened? He became an average player, right? Naturally. You're no longer the best out there. You got better people than you. He rocked it, though, because... That one year where he was like, man, he looked like an average player. I still kept him on, I think it was either two years ahead. So when he was eligible for U8, nope, let's bump him up to U10. Man, my son was rocking it by the time. And again, he was not supposed to be nose. But what we're talking about right now, great player at his age group. I offset him by a year, became an average player. And then from there, that was the last year he became quote-unquote again because what I mentioned earlier – at the house, he was playing, the, kicking the ball. 
when he was watching TV, he had a ball in the living room, right? Like, I'm like, John, John, the ball's outside, yep. not indoors, right? Um, yep. So it, I can say that I'm thankful I went that route. Obviously, the only downside would be that I pushed him away from the sport of soccer because I did not know how to be a supportive dad. I was more of a, hey, this is the way you're going to do it because I know instead of, hey, son, do it your way, right? Yeah, yeah. But he benefited from that. He benefited from humbling down a little bit to like that. I was, I was the best player last year. This year, I'm just average. Yeah, because there's better people. There's faster people. But guess what happened? Like what we said, he stepped up. He's, you know what? No, I want to be as good as that kid. And I don't think for his uh, only two years that he played at his quote-unquote age group, one year, he never played up until he was like 12, 13. He never played with the age group. He was always an age group or two above. And yeah. He was always up there. That's what we have right now. One of my sons is playing up because uh, the two boys play together, <laughs> yep. and Jay is older, so he got bumped into what are we in right now 14u i think we're in 14u uh-huh. right now so he got he's in 14u because he, he he actually next week he turns 13 um and then nathan's a little behind him as far as age wise he would still be 10 or 12u right is that how it goes i always forget the age i think it's by two yeah it, i think it's, it's two, by two, two, yeah. two so i think it's yeah so yeah it's 14u yeah so yeah nathan would still be in 12u right now which was they just left um but now they're in 14u and um or vice versa, 10, 12, whatever the thing is. Yeah. But we bumped Nathan up to stay with them because, well, just for time. I mean, yeah, we have yeah. five kids. It's too much. Absolutely. We can't do two sets of practices. Yeah. We're already doing uh, Evans and football right now. So we're already doing like Monday, Wednesday's football, Tuesday, Thursday's soccer, oh, yeah. Friday's football games, Saturday soccer games. Like we're already stretched. <laughs> I couldn't I imagine it. if there was another yeah. team we had to do in soccer to where it's three separate ones. I, I would never have any time. We, we're, uh, we're as you know, I've talked about it. We're trying to adopt. Yeah. Um, and we're doing it through foster care. And so every time like we get a call to, you know, possibly host a, a child, you know, I, I think to myself, oh boy, here we come. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. is school. This is another kid for extracurriculars. This is another <laughs> yep. kid. And then it's possibly too, because we said we'd accept siblings, you know? So it's like, oh, we've gotten calls for siblings. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is a little nerve wracking. <laughs> no, jug- you learn to juggle better <laughs> yeah. than anything else. Yeah. And it's, it was nice because Nathan was scared to play i would i would i guess use word scared he was scared to that we we're gonna bump him up yeah he was like oh the kids are bigger they're faster this and we're like dude you're really good yeah you're, you're really good at soccer you'll be just fine his coach prior was like he can he can go up but he'll be fine yeah um and he was scared all the way up until you know their season just started they didn't have to play much because of all of our rain but now he's in he's fast he he's killer he took like uh their first game i know he scored a goal but he took like at least 10 shots <laughs> but that's good um, though. yeah and he's crushing it yeah but he, he's gonna be an even better player now yeah. because he's playing with kids that are bigger and better yeah. than him so yeah. he'll be a better player yeah. uh, regardless because if if jay ever stopped that say he didn't want to do soccer anymore well nathan could go back to his own league or he could stay up either way but he'll be a better player just in general from that absolutely um and you know, but I remember him telling me like, "Oh, I'm I'm scared. The kids are bigger." And I'm I'm sitting there like, "Who gives a shit how big the kids are? Like, <laughs> kick the ball. <laughs> you have one job: kick the ball. That's all you're gonna do. This isn't like a this isn't tackle football where I could. T- There's a big difference between a 12 year old and let's say a 16 year old. Yeah, absolutely. In tackle football, like you got me there. I'll, right. I'll give you that. There's a there's a change of manhood there. That strength is different. But yeah, uh, you, you, you can't. I'm sorry about that. You can't exactly jump up and tackle football. Yeah, no, just absolutely. Get murdered. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's kids a, murdered. I did that as a kid. Actually, yeah. I had to do. Um, what is it called? Uh, Pop Warner. I did one season of Pop Warner, and because I was such a big kid, not not fat, but just like a big kid, I was tall, and uh, I met the weight ratios. They they bumped me up, and I think I was. 12 or 13 and i was playing with 15 16 and those kids brutalized oh, yeah. i came home yeah, sure. every day with like purple shoulders <laughs> and i was getting murdered <laughs> these kids could hit so much yeah. harder than me they could carry more weight than me and i didn't understand when i was younger until i turned 16 and lifting weights in high school i was like oh i get it yeah now i, get, I, get well, I was getting my ass yeah, beat every yeah. day out yeah. there in the, so yeah jumping up is not a good thing no <laughs> yeah. but back then there yeah there's certain sports you can jump up in you know and, and yeah. when it comes to like just skill level Yep. You know, Absolutely. You, you know, but when it comes to like physical strength, yeah. yeah, there's just certain things you just can't do. They did it by yeah. size back then. It yeah. was because I was a certain height and weight. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. bumping up See? an age because of that. Yeah. And it was like, no, no, there's a body change at 12 That's how they do Pee Wee. Yeah, that's yeah. how they do like Pee Wee League. I think. But that's definitely understandable because, again, it's more of a science slash health concern behind it. But when you're when we're shifting a game of soccer because of how we perceive our kids are going to feel and we yeah. don't want them to feel the aspect of losing is like no you're changing it all for the wrong reasons now yep. like yep. i don't mind they lose it all you know evan's playing uh flag football right now and uh for lack of a way to say it our team sucks 
the kids are the kids are very rambunctious and there's um in this flag football league there's like scouting the coaches can build teams they yeah. can scout players they can keep teams together so some of these kids are playing have been playing together for three or four years um that changes the game yeah it does evan is playing with almost all new players i think two of the boys have played together before uh and so we suck we're getting we're getting brutally beat. I think we lost like 60 to zero last oh, time. And yeah. We go up by sixes. Yeah. <laughs> point Ouch. Wise. So, Ouch. uh, yeah, they, they crush us. I think we got within, we got within a couple yards of scoring a goal and that was about our scoring a touchdown. I say goal cause it's the goal area. I'm thinking, yeah. of the field, yeah. but from scoring a touchdown and, uh, people were complaining. They're like, man, it's not fair. These kids aren't gonna get a chance to play. And I'm like to hell with it. They're, you know, um, Brent's going to step out for a sec. We, uh, I'm like, to hell with it. Like, let's just, um, you know, let them play, let them figure it out. Like yeah. they'll get better because the kids have skill when like individually, when we see them play, you can see the skill that each kids had. They just don't have the team building that all the other teams have gotten time to do yet. And they're new and they'll do the sport and everyone's like, Oh, I wish they would adjust this. Or I wish they would adjust that. I don't, I wish they'd get their ass kicked. Yeah. And then next season, let's make sure all these boys play together again. Let's have this coach scout this team out again, make sure there's the same boys and they'll just get better. Yeah. And then the coach too, super nice guy. Does a killer job. I know he's nervous for like the boys when they come to play because we show up to a practice and he'll start running drills, basic drills with the kids. But they're rambunctious. They're nine and ten years old. They're these. They're they're hyped up kids. Yeah. I'm there and I get pissed because I'm watching the kids mess around and I'm like, hey, coach, how's a how's a lap around the field sound like? <laughs> uh, how about some shuttle runs? Let's do some sprints to get the kids going. Push ups, things like that, and. Uh, I was trying, tr- I'm warming my way in because we're new into the season. Yeah. I yeah. hurt anybody, but I think he's afraid that like some parents can be like, Oh, you make my kids run. Like, yeah, it's football run. You yeah. Know, that's what you're going to do. And if he would start the practice with having these kids be tired, yeah. you know, like, Oh, you got a lot of energy guys. So you guys really hyped up. Cool. Run two laps. Yep. <laughs> Watch wow. that energy level come down. Then they'll start to listen. Yeah. Then they'll pay attention to how plays are supposed to be run. Try and catch the ball you know, bring it down. But I can tell there's a nervousness of like, oh man, can I work these kids out? Can you work a kid out at 10 years old? No. Hell yeah, you can. That kid over there, he needs 50 push-ups. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's very true, brother. And it's just unfortunate that from the from a coaching perspective, him having, if he does, if he does have the mindset, because it's, you're absolutely right. Obviously my kids are way older, so I haven't experienced that. I think I got lucky. Caught the, way, t- caught the tail end of that. The tail end, yeah. yeah because I think standard. literally Nautica and John John, maybe their last year shifted to like a a participation trophy. I was going to say, tell me the participation. But the yeah. kids, they knew. They're like, what am I getting this? Like, we lost. I'm like, hey, times yeah, are changing. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but at least now you know what you feel. So I tried to shift it and try to use those moments as don't worry. Don't look at the... Uh, the trophy piece. Look at the fact that yes, you lost. Look at the aspect that you know something. But I got to tell him. And I say all that to say this was, it's unfortunate that yes, parents we don't re- we are responsible for how certain coaches are doing certain things, not realizing that we're affecting the life lessons our kids are need. Because yeah, if there's kids that don't know how um, how to lose, then yeah, when they get older and as they get older. It doesn't mean that they're going to lose in life, but if they go for a job and don't get it right or yep. there's certain criteria and they don't meet, well, well, I couldn't meet it. Okay, then get better. Yeah. You got to meet Losing the Losing part of the sport. Yeah. Every game has to have a loser. Yeah. And when you when you take that away from kids, the loss and the, the you know, that's where a poor loser comes from, a poor yeah. sport, the type of Absolutely. thing. When you're handing out participation trophies, you're creating the poor losers. You're yeah. creating poor sports. That is a terrible downfall on sportsmanship on everything else because oh, I can I don't even care if I lose I'm going to get a participation medal anyway so yeah. that's terrible that's part of life is learning how to lose and still being excited and then pulling out what you can from a game like hey guys I know you lost I know you guys just got creamed and this just happened actually because Cooper so Cooper is Kyle's son um Cooper and Evan play flag football together they're yep. they're 5 days apart uh from being born so the same age and uh, uh Cooper was quarterback which was cool and yeah, they were getting creamed, right? There was, I think at that point it was like 50 to zero. Okay. <laughs> and Cooper or Evan ran out for a pass and Cooper stepped back and threw this beautiful pass straight over. It was going right into Evan's hands. We were pumped because we we're like a pass from Cooper to Evan, right? Let's like Kyle and I's dream right there. We're like, <laughs> yeah, come on guys. 
And one of the other players jumped up and smacked it out of the air right before Evan caught it because yep. it was a good team we were playing. Yeah. And uh, when we left, uh, you know, the kids were, they were okay. They weren't that down, which was good. And I'm like, hey, guys, you, know, you, got, you got crushed. You got creamed. And I remember Cooper saying something like, yeah, they beat the heck out of us. And I was like, yeah, man, but that pass that you threw to Evan was beautiful. <laughs> that was such a beautiful pass. And Evan totally would have caught it. You could see his body position and where he was. He was going to catch it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, if you guys can do that in another game and maybe just get clear of the defender a little bit, like that will be, you got, that would have been a great, it would have been half the field. It was a great throw. And uh. so it was like, yeah, you guys lost. Who cares? And technically he had uh, two throws to Evan. I don't think he would have caught the second one. Yeah. But that first one, oh my God, man. <laughs> I clenched up. I got excited. I was like, oh, you know, like it's like a Super Bowl throw type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just trying to bring out the positive, like, yeah, you guys got yeah. cream, but look what you did good. You know, you you guys were pulling flags over here. That was good. You guys were that pass was amazing. If you guys would just, you know, work on the defenders a little bit, you know, that you would have got that pass, you know, and uh, pumping them up. You know, and, hey, that team was good. It was a good team. They were solid. They've been playing for years. They had two players that were fast as shit. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with losing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Learn from it. I think it's been that societal piece that parents don't want to do their job post the game, right? Because it's my job now to teach my son and my daughter. Winner, don't get too cocky. Loser, hey, it is what it is. Let's move forward, right? Like, it's our job. But I think by them, we try and accept that, hey, every. No kid should learn the feeling of losing. So that means you don't want to do your job as a parent. Because part of your parent is teaching them those life lessons. Like the, the It's sad, not the coaches. It's not the teammates. It's my job to teach them. The, the sad thing lesson. is, man, when you get to life, real life, not sports anymore, yeah. real life, these kids freak out because no, they yeah. don't know what failure is like. Yeah. Yep. They don't know what, you know. That's there's, exactly a, there's a famous quote from uh, a Mythbusters, Adam Savage. Um, I remember watching like a, a video on it or a documentary where before every MythBuster experiment that they did, he would always say failure is always an option because there's those people come in, right? And then the military, you know, failure is not an option. We're going to win type of thing. Like yeah. that's the one way, but on his side, because they're doing experiments and that's how life works. He's like, no failure is always an option. We're going to fail a bunch of shit. You need to know how failure feels. Yeah. You, know, you need to know that failure yeah. is definitely going to happen yeah. in the process of this. And I remember too, growing up, I was, thankful because my dad taught me from a really my dad used to he's he's so humble too he used to beat the shit out of me in chess and pool those two things Uh, (laughs) i always used to joke to be like he'd be like oh i don't know how to play pool like yeah i'm a little rusty whatever eight ball corner pocket dad it's the break (laughs) (laughs) i can't learn you let me get one shot you know (laughs) that was him (laughs) and uh Uh i used to get frustrated (laughs) as a kid because he would he would beat the crap out of me at chess. You know, he could beat me in a couple of moves and then he beat the crap out of me in pool. And as a kid, young kid, he get frustrated and he would tell me all the time, you got to play people are better than you. You, you got to, you got to get people playing. Like keep your yeah. head held high. Keep yeah. learn, learn, watch what I did. You know, you'll learn. And I, you know, as I got older, that got clearer and better to the point. That's where I tell my kids now yeah. when they yeah. complain, like, Oh, these guys, uh, even in video games, right. They'll complain in video games. Like, all I'm doing is getting beat. Good. That means you're getting better. Because you're gonna learn how to beat these guys eventually. Keep yeah. playing, learn how to beat them. Oh, but it's no fun. Yeah, it is. You're getting to play, and you're gonna, and you're gonna. You keep playing these guys, and you'll eventually you will beat them, and then you're them. There's some other kid behind will, you dying. I will tell you. I think there's some truth to this, and, and this is just my opinion. I always find that the younger sibling is better than the older sibling at sports and life. You know what I mean? Not, not in life, but I mean in sports. So like my brother and I grew up. We were so competitive. He was so good. He was so good. And he was about two, two and a half years younger than me. But as we got older, he was the better. He was better at sports than me. You know, and I, I see that happen a lot. If you look at like the the Manning brothers, you know, if you look at, you know, it's like, eh, it might not be the best, you know, example. But, you know, no, no, you're going to get John going right but, now. No, no, <laughs> no. No, no, but what I'm saying is, is the the younger sibling is learning from the older sibling so much. You know, you, usually anyway. Um, I find that it happens a lot that you'll find that that young, younger sibling will be just as good or better than the older. No, I could grow with you. Obviously, I have two of my own kids. Yes, they're both good. But I can say, yes, whether it's sports, school, or anything just in general, I agree with you. My younger one picked up stuff quicker. Yeah. My younger yep. one was doing things a lot better. Yeah. But I think it's kind of what we're saying right now. When he was playing, 
with his sister or me. Yeah. The younger one was like, oh, man, I'm constantly losing. Yeah. But he was getting better because his sister was better than him at one point. Obviously, I was way farther than him than he was, but he got to a point to your saying, right. if it took my daughter up to get to seven years old to be good, he was good at five because yeah. he started playing with us at two and so on and so forth. Right. So yeah. I, I can say for my kiddos, I saw it. School, anything outside of sports. My younger one has picked up stuff a lot quicker, has been better at stuff a lot quicker because I think it's... That whole learning. It's when like, you're smart, you learn from your older siblings too. Learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Learn, learn how to beat them. Yeah. That type of not yeah, really and smart. I think that's it with my brother and I. We did not grow up on video games and everything else. Yeah. We didn't have video games. <laughs> we had, we had, if you remember it, I think it was called Pong. And it was, uh, you hook it up to the TV and a little knob on the thing. And you sit there and ding, ding, ding. OG ding. Pong. That was, yeah. it. that was it. That's that's what we had. My Any dad, respectable gamer knows what Pong yeah, is. Yeah, my, my dad did not believe in video games because he thought they destroyed the TVs. You know, and so um, we weren't allowed to have video games back then, honestly, um, until we were like in high school. And at that time, it just wasn't really an interest. We had like Nintendo came around and stuff. But my brother and I, we were out, no kidding, from sunrise to sunset every day playing sports. We would play football, soccer, basketball, very competitive, super competitive. And, you know, we'd end up and drop out, you know, drag out fights yeah. over stuff, you know, and, you know. You cheated, you know, you name it and everything else. And and I love them to death today. We're really close and everything else. But growing up in that competitive nature, man, it lights a fire in you for life. Yeah. Yeah, it it really does, man. It really it does. does. For life, it does, you know. So I wish kids could do I remember playing like two-hand touch in school. Yeah. Go out and play some two-hand touch football. That wasn't two-hand touch. That was shove as hard as you can oh, with dude. two hands. We played some brutal yeah. tackle football back with no pads, no nothing, yep. everything else. We'd show up on Saturdays. Yeah, and, you can't you do know. schools and be like, oh, you can't touch people or yeah. whatever. I'm like, get out there and jack that kid up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, oh, what is it? Uh, the last um, the last game I think Nathan and Jaden played, they, they kept saying one of the kids, like, number 12, they keep shoving us. Keep shoving us. I'm like, shove them back. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to back yeah, you yeah. up. We can all see that he's shoving. Yeah. When he goes and shoves, you put him on the ground. I don't give a <laughs> right. shit. Like, stop whining about it and get out there and crush him back. Yeah. You know, if the ref's not going to call it, that means it's fair game. Yeah. So go no, for it. Shove absolutely. him back. Right. Oh, well, you're not supposed to do that. I don't give a shit what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that kid pushes you, push him right back. Because you're going to be in trouble with me. And if the ref calls you out, I'm going to high five you on the way off the field right. because that kid's punk. And those are, again, <laughs> but those are the high, the life lessons that come yeah. back to us as parents that. I feel that society has shifted to. Have, well, it's yeah. not my job to no, just the coach's job. No, no, no. I'm still the parent. Yep. I'm supposed to teach him those life lessons yep. of, hey, kid, got you. You were taken off the field because the ref said you were wrong. Hey, not here to do you, but you know what? I like how you defended yourself, right? Like, yep. You, you as a parent, need to learn how to pivot. And we got to listen, listen to the ref, but you know, between me and you, great job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that is our. We're job. going yeah. for ice Defend cream now. <laughs> hey, but that's our job as parents, right? Yeah. You know. And let, and I'm going to assume this, right? Let's say worst case, tries to end up to Annie. That's our job as a parent. Hey, man, I told you to push him back. I didn't say go over there and drop kick him. Like, you know, like <laughs> yep. it's our job as a parent to kind of teach him that, hey, yep. yeah, defend yourself. All right, hey, now you became the bad person, right? Because of blah, blah, yep. blah, blah. There's limits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could be but parents limits. don't want to do that. Parents want to, no, it's the coach's job. He should be yeah. teaching them how to be losing and winning. No, the coach's job is to make the team win. That's his job. Me as a parent, it's my job to take those nuggets and moments and life lessons. And like you said, completely concur. Hey, wait job to listen to the coach or wait. Good job to listen to the ref. He said you were wrong. Good job to defend yourself. Yeah. That's the life lesson. It's not like it gets better, too. You know what I mean? No, like these kids doesn't. are like my kids are in what, 14 year or whatever. They're they're playing 12 to 14 year olds. You think the 16 year olds aren't going to push any harder? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. When the more hormones and stuff yeah. like you better learn to push now. I, you know, I'll what I mean? tell like, you, man, growing up playing soccer, I played club ball. And, you know, uh, my senior year, we ended up going to Minnesota, playing a club tournament out in Minnesota and everything else. But as we were warming up for this, um, our coach was good friends with the coach up at Pacific University in Oregon. And so they brought down their college team to play our club team for a, a little warm up. Yep. You want to talk about a, a night and day wake up call to what like college level soccer and the physical I'm talking to not the skill, but the physical aspect of oh, yeah. soccer elbows, just, just brutal. By the time we were done, cause we were all high schoolers, you know, playing against <laughs> these college kids. I'll tell you what, I felt beat up, man. Yeah. I felt beat up and it was like night. Oh, it was crazy. Why I, is my I arm like, hanging here limp? Yeah. You know, it was, they were just so solid and just such a, you know, force to be reckoned with. They were, 
they were good. Um, you get but that different that regime a, too because you're training at that point yeah. in college. You know yeah. what I mean? I've tried to tell my boys now because they, you know, they both have dreams of being professional soccer players. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course yeah. you do. But I tell them like, you want to be a professional soccer player? You need to be in the gym every day. If you ain't playing yeah. soccer, you need to be in the gym. Yeah. Why? That's not soccer. Oh, yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. No, you need yeah. to be solid. Those kids were a... solid, man. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was running into a brick wall at times, <laughs> yep. you know, and I was like a little 165-pound, you know, <laughs> yep. junior go, we, or whatever We didn't know what school. to do to work out. What do you mean yeah. we need to work out? I'm like, go run. Yeah. What do you mean go run? Go run for an hour. Yeah. Just yeah, go we had run. Skill. Compete with them skill-wise. <laughs> yeah. Compete with But boy, just, ugh. Just bam, bam. You know, taking elbows left yeah. and right. Yeah. I like, can only imagine. I did that as a kid. I actually went, I got an injury as a kid. Because uh, I had this, co- I was goalie as a kid. I, I loved uh. being goalie, and I was I was a good goalie uh, for for back then. And I remember I got this coach where his daughter, I think she was sixteen or seventeen. She played like competitive high school, probably some sort of select team. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all that back then as much as I know now. And uh, he was like, "Hey, I'm going to take you out one day, and we're gonna we're gonna go and have her shoot against you just to get you that much better." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. It's a girl, you know, no big deal." I was probably 10, 11, you know, not. I was a big kid, but that's, you know, it's a, right. it's a considerable age difference. And for yeah. the sport is we went out to the field and it was right off the bat. She took like one shot and I missed. And she, uh, she took another shot that kind of was like a ground ball. And I slid to stop it right with my foot up and the ball went through my foot and basically just flattened it out, sprained an ankle immediately. The ball <laughs> penetrated like a bullet. And there was like, I was just sitting on the ground with my leg turned to the right and my ankle all twisted. And it was like, the hell was that? Like, it, bad idea. It was a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, now I'm out for a week because yeah. um, I had never played with anybody that could kick a ball that hard. Right. That right, was right. Chris. She was shooting yeah. bullets. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was an eye opener. Yeah. Like, well, I got a long way to go until I can stop that. Yeah. yeah. I think I played with her another time too. A couple weeks later and she like knocked the wind out of me. I caught one with my chest. And oh, was yeah. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's like catching bullets. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks coach. What a great idea. <laughs> Life lesson. Here we go. Yeah. 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 No, when they're, when they're older and better than you, they're older and better than you. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, for sure. That was uh there was definitely an age, an age difference there. A gap change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was intimidating. It was definitely intimidating, you know, playing with those, those guys. It was like, and they're not crazy older than, you know what no. I mean? You're talking like I'm 17, you know, 17 years old. And these guys are like eh, 19. Oh my gosh. Physically. It was a huge difference. It was yeah. Yeah, crazy. Two more years of training. Yeah. And they're on training regimen. And they're playing against the best players in the country. Yeah. yeah. You know, in college ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing the skill to play better to get there. Yeah. Already playing better to they're, already yeah, levels exactly above. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, that stuff is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, well, right now if we could stop getting some rain, because Miranda keeps canceling everything oh, on dude. our rain. Like, uh, excuse me, guys, it was a drizzle today. We can't play on the field. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Come on, Miranda, you got plenty of money. Just turf everything then. I, I can't <laughs> believe the amount of rain we've had this year. It's oh, insane. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think we've set records this year. We're not close, you know. Uh, yeah, I think we're like, it's the most, well, everything around us is set. I know um, Tahoe got like the most snow in 40 years. Big yeah. Bear's the most snow yeah. in 40 years. Here's the correlation uh, that I don't think we get. You might understand the concept here. I think you'll understand because you've been around the military behind. This is where teaching kids how to be mentally tough comes in. Playing in the rain sucks. Oh, yeah. But if you get comfortable, guess what? It won't bother it's you as much. Bad. Dude, my kids want to play in the rain. They're more <laughs> disappointed that they can't play. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, you can't play in the field because there's giant puddles on the field, right. and that's why they won't let you. And they're like, so? I don't mind any water. And I'm like, yeah. well, good mentality. I like your yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. But, it's uh, the pansies over here that are running it that I can't correct. let Well, you it's play. good, but I also mean, like, also create, you know, you want to create envi- a controlled environment where they can fail in controlled environments, i.e. one of them being here, like, again, the rain piece, right? It's, oh, it's it's unhealthy for the kids. How is it unhealthy? If anything, mentally, again, it's going to suck. Right. But if they have fun, they want to enjoy it, that's one way of teaching kids, hey, Look, you did a great job. I know you were probably cold, but by the time the game ended, you were probably hot because you know you're you're a yeah. kid. You're running around. You're getting, and then obviously though, yes, of course. As soon as you're done, hey kiddo, take that wet shirt off. Here's a dry one, right? Here's yep. a jacket. Parents, bring some towels with you today. You're gonna need them. You know what I mean? No, like, but this again, toughen them up a little, man. Toughen them up. Well, yeah. <laughs> think about it. This is where I feel, and I go back to the parents. Parents don't want to bring extra towels. They don't want to bring an extra set of clothes. They don't. No, like that's part of teaching your kids right hey kiddo you don't want to go run in the rain guess what you're gonna go play in the rain let's go right yeah so some whoever's running these and 
society as a whole, when we come to these sports events, it's they don't realize that. Got it. If it's thundering and pouring down, completely understand. Yeah. But it's drizzling, it's it's raining, and we're not going to play. Why? No, they need to learn. That's mentally teaching them something different, i.e., when you get older, look, it sucks. Mentally, I'm not here, but I'm still expected to do my job, and I need to get through this. So that's the other side of it that I don't get why nowadays, again, I'm only speaking from outside looking in because my kiddos obviously ain't so small, but I do hear with you guys that have younger ones. Yeah, man, it it, it got canceled because of rain. What? Like it wasn't yeah. even raining. Well, sports was... are supposed to teach about life, right? That's yeah. the whole point, right? Being a fair loser, <laughs> failure, uh, being a good winner, working hard to achieve your goal, to beat people. Yeah. It goes into a job. Yeah. But then also... Tackle uh, adversity. Yeah, yes. being able to yeah. deal with whatever life throws yeah. at you. Like sometimes... Yeah. I got to go to work when it's raining. Yeah. I don't get to like just take the day off no. because because there's a little cold and rainy out. Absolutely. Know, like, and that's what I mean. That's sports is supposed to teach about life. Yes. And if you're taking a day off every time it gets a little drizzly outside, then it's, you know, it's stupid. Yeah. I, you know? I think it's just to be And I get to say this as a parent because I still got to freaking be there. Yeah. yeah. I got to sit there on the sidelines yeah. where it is cold. And that's a big deal coming for someone like me because I don't get cold. And it is cold because you're sitting there doing absolutely nothing, yelling about your kids that are losing. No, <laughs> yeah. but that's I mean. it doesn't even matter. Like if I can do it, you little things can do it. That's for sure. But I think it's twofold because I honestly believe that society parents wise are using the kids as a scapegoat oh no my kid he shouldn't be out there no you're using the scapegoat because you don't want to be the one out there sitting down no that's part of your job you're the parent exactly they don't want to be out there because it's cold they don't want to be out there and guess what if it's that bad i know you might not want to hear it as a parent if you want to if it's that bad, hey, go sit in the car. Wait for your son to be done playing and then come back out. Yeah, like, you're an adult. You can sit in the car. Yeah, I remember, I remember when I was a kid playing game and I look up there and my parents are in the car watching from the, you exactly. know, from yeah. the parking lot. And yep. guess what? We were okay with that. Yeah, I it didn't was mind. perfectly fine. Because you're in the game. Who cares? You exactly. Know, you're warm. Dude, no. right now we go we go practice. Uh, so Evan practices on Mondays and Wednesdays and it's a turf field they practice on. So we've been practicing out. It hasn't been raining during the practice, but it's cold as shit. It's blowing. It's cold. Yeah. It's gray skies, whatever. Dude, I bring uh, Nathan and Jaden with me, and we play soccer and football the whole time while they practice. And uh, Jolene sits in a chair, like in a blanket, covered up to her eyeballs, <laughs> and trying to stay warm. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to run. Yeah, We're that... out there running, kicking soccer balls. Like, it's one way to stay warm. I, I leave that place sweating every Monday and Wednesday because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and freeze. Yeah. I'm going to play. Yeah. There's plenty of open field for us to play in, and all the kids get to work out. And then if the coach needs help, I'll jump in and help with football. Yeah. But not going to sit there and freeze. And if I was going to sit there and freeze, I would be in the vehicle. Yeah, no, I was about to say, y'all better be with me. I'm going to be in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know this. You're an adult. You yeah. Can have, you can have chocolate cake for breakfast exactly. if you want. Ain't I'm, no one to stop you. <laughs> so I think um, one side of the coin is, yes, I see how they're trying to say we're going to kind of protect our kids from, you know, losing and all that. But I think the other side is also as parents is the ownership of, look, if I don't want to sit in the cold, I'm going to be in the car. Hey, I don't want to be wet. Hey, son, I'll see your game here from the from the car. Oh, mom, dad, it's unfair because I'm getting wet. Yeah, because you're playing. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. You asked for this. <laughs> Correct. Right? And even if they didn't, well, dad, you're the one who put me in tournament. Yeah, you're right. You're welcome still. Yeah. <laughs> and the coach telling parents, you know, like, oh, coach, we canceling practice because of rain. Look, parent, you're acting like a little bitch right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> hey, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> I always hear people talking about, like, it's it's raining. I can't go do that. And I always, t- uh, my kids and my wife and stuff, I'm like, you know, you voluntarily get in water every day, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I start my day by getting into water. Falling from the sky shouldn't be any different. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> you will be okay. <laughs> my, my wife's, uh, she's the cold police. So every time we go anywhere, she's like, ah, the kids need jackets. And I'm thinking to myself, honey, I, I love you, but it, it's not that cold out. I, it's, it's really, I'm in shorts 84. and a t-shirt, you know, she's like, but that's you. you they need jackets. They need to, you know, and, oh man, we get, we get into it over jackets. <laughs> We've had the same debate yeah. there cause she'll yeah. make them go put jackets on and she's like, uh, uh, we'll pick them up from school one day and they won't have jackets. She's like, you didn't make them wear their jacket. Well, if they were cold, they should have put a jacket on. Yeah. No, they they don't know. And it's like, well, then they won't forget one tomorrow. Yeah. They'll learn when to put a jacket on. Yeah, they will. Or they'll learn to just bring one because it might get cold one day, which is what I do, right? I leave the house most days without a jacket, but there's one in my truck. You know what I mean? Like, let the kids learn. Well, they're going to be cold. Sucks to be them. For so the not what's been die. going on they is they've been the taking Arctic. off their jackets and leaving them places, and oh, yeah. now they're lost. And now we got Mad Mama because she's like, "I am not buying you another jacket. I am not getting you. Yep. You know, where's your jacket? And we Evan, can't find it." Evan has yeah. lost, I think, uh, five jackets oh, this yeah. year. We, yeah, we joke about so it. So frustrating. 
I sent him to school for like three whole weeks without jacket because uh, he lost his he jacket. He lost them all. He had, yeah. We had one left at the house. And I was like, you can't take yeah. that anymore. And then I ended up, you know, I, I can order apparel. So I bought him some cheap ones that are, well, they're actually inexpensive. Then I bought some inexpensive ones wholesale to me. There's nothing on them. They're yep. plain. I gave him back and uh, my wife said, oh, you bought him more jackets. They were like, yes, but he didn't get cool ones. He got plain ones and he, you know, whatever it was. And plus the temperature dropped 20 degrees. So like, I'll torture my kid. Don't to, like, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get like, it, yeah, I get it. Oh, you can go to school without a jacket. It's 68. <laughs> I still have fine. a heart though. I yeah, still yeah. have a heart. 48, <laughs> 48. He needs a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that, that's that controlled, right? Like, yeah, you got to teach yeah. them things in a controlled environment. Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah. think any parent's going to send their kid in sub-zero temperature. No, no, no. no. You're then, not going to sleep outside in the grass because, yeah, you know, you yeah. forget. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we as parents have to create those, Yeah. hey, either you're going to succeed or fail. Oh, he was cold? Yes, honey. He was cold because it was 81 degrees. Now he knows that at less than 85 degrees, he might want to take a jacket, right? Yeah. Like, Let him hurt for a minute. It's fine. I will yeah. go places and I'll watch the kids leave without a jacket and I'll grab their jacket and put like hide it in the truck, you know, type of thing. Like, yeah. they don't know I have it and we'll get out somewhere and they're sitting there shivering and like, you a little cold? I didn't think it was going to be this cold. I remember someone said you should grab a jacket and you said you didn't need one. I know, but I'm really cold. All right, well, there's one in the truck. Go get it. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, I sat there and watched them shiver for five or 10 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can go ahead but and feel can. a little pain and then you can yeah, go get your jacket. But that's our job as a parent. Yeah. Create those moments to teach them about life. Yeah. Yep. Because right. the next time, you know what they do? They grab the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> they do it on their own. Or they you think they're, they're going to anyway. At least you think you're going to. It's, it's a marginal success, yes, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they, it wears on and yeah. off. But that's the overall it's idea. It's the memory. To like the memory thing. You know? Yeah. You know what's funny about kids? They they, uh, they have selective memory, obviously. Yeah, they do. And, yes. and so we we ran into it. I, I saw this um, meme not too long ago, and it was like uh, the, the kids, you know, it's like, hey, go brush your teeth. Go upstairs. Put on your PJs. Go brush your teeth. And then uh, get into bed. 10 minutes later, you'll go upstairs and they'll be sitting there playing. No PJs on. You know, did you brush your teeth? Uh, no. I said, well, I told you to go brush your teeth. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you to brush your teeth and put your PJs on. So, you know, fast forward, they, you owe them money. Now, you know, you, you yep. borrowed money from the kid's bank and I'm dealing with this with my daughter right now. She flipped some bags for me. So in Cornhole, you got to flip the bags inside out, you know, so I yep. pay them a quarter, quarter a bag, you know? Yep, yep. So I owe her like six bucks right now for flipping bags. Oh, every single day. She's, Dad, you owe me $6.25. Dad, Dad, $6.25. Did you go to the bank today? Did you get my my (laughs) $6.25? Like, how do you remember this stuff, you know, so much? You remember the price and everything, but yet you can't even make it from the the living room upstairs to brush your teeth and put on your PJs. And then you forget that I even told you. Like, what the heck? Yep. I like uh, I like creative stuff with that because I would if my my kids will bug for the money, but for the most part they don't. But if they did, like, Dad, you owe me six twenty five. Awesome. But every time you forget to brush your teeth after I tell you, I'm taking twenty five cents. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it. You're gonna lose it. And uh, and you know that would change. I actually told my son this last yeah. soccer game because he was goalie, and I was like, Hey Jay, I'll give you uh, I'll give you five bucks for every. Uh, or no, I said I'll give you a dollar for every goal you stop. That's what it was. Like every time you stop. A shot, I'll give you a dollar. And he's like, okay. I was like, but every goal that's scored against you is minus 10. And he's like, I was like, do you want the deal? And he's like, yeah, I want the deal. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> there's certain games where he'll get scored on four or five times. Like, you're going to be negative 50 bucks. Yeah. You're going to owe me the money. And uh, he's like, I'll take the deal. I was like, all right. And I was like, but I'm only counting ones that you stop. If you like run out there and grab it or something, that's not a, I want to, I want you to stop in shots basically. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll take the deal. So, uh, they ended up crushing that team, so I think he stopped one goal. <laughs> that team got annihilated. <laughs> but I gave him the dollar, and then nice. uh, I didn't have a deal for Nathan because uh, he was he was playing forward the whole time. And Nathan's like, "What about me? I scored a goal." And I was like, "You know, you are right. You scored a goal. One dollar for you as well." Solid. <laughs> solid. Nice. I was like, "You got to make your negotiations before the game, though, bud." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll pay you guys for your hard work, but you got to make your negotiations prior yeah. to the game. Yeah. But yeah, I always add the return on or the the loss there. My yep. kids will. That's uh, good. They like to debate with me. Oh, I'll bet you this. Like, okay, I'm all up for a bet. Like, what's the bet? Well, if I'm right, five dollars. Okay, but if you're wrong, I want ten. <laughs> Are you certain about your bet now? Yeah. I want you to think your bet through because yeah. you know I'm the type of person where I usually won't take a bet unless I know I'm going to win, right? Or at least have like a better than not chance of winning. And uh, so my kids are always, you know, bet, I'll bet you right now. And they, they're not even thinking it through. Okay, let's let's play the game a little bit. You know, I'll definitely pay up on a bet. 
but so are you. <laughs> and if you're that cocky, and I usually when I do that to him, like I know I'm right and I'm trying to prove the point. So yeah, yeah, sure. No, uh, that's fair. That's sure. Fair. Tell you what, I'll, I'll up it for you. A hundred dollars if you win, but I'm taking 50 when you lose. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I don't, uh, maybe, I don't know if I yeah, want to play Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, now that you got some skin in the game, you're not yeah. so, not so cocky anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have still taken it knowing I'm going to lose regardless. <laughs> John's the other side <laughs> of that fence. I am. I'm that guy. Deal. <laughs> You know, there's a 10% chance you're going to win. So there's a chance. I'm gonna so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I'm going to wrap this episode up because uh, John is actually going to be leaving us for a while. He's uh, he's heading out to uh, to do some military stuff. So he's got to get home to spend some time with his wifey. And uh, we are, Brent and I are actually building upgrades at my shop yes. right now. So. And it's yeah, looking yeah. good, guys. Let's it's go. looking good. Yeah, we got to get uh, a little go. bit of work in today. So this was fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. Hopefully, you come time. back for some more. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, it's it. not the last time, brother. So, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, in the meantime, yeah, everyone go check out Brotherhood Cornhole. Get yourself some real cornhole bags. I promise they make a difference. They those do. Ones, those ones you got at Walmart suck. I promise. Yeah. Uh, it's a game changer. And then, uh, yeah, go check out brotherhoodcornhole.com. Uh, stay healthy, stay happy, stay thick and sexy. We'll see you guys next time on episode 20. Later. <laughs>